Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. Okay, I'm hoping that we're connected. Um, things got weird there just before we went on, so uh, everything says it's on. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's uh, October 16th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and uh, Jan Shaw, I do believe. <laughs> I'm hoping. Okay. You girls there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I lost track of time and I hadn't got Skype open on my computer. And it rang on my tablet and it's like, oh, God, it's nearly top of the hour. Better get moving. So here I am. <laughs> okay, here we are. We all are here. All right, and it seems like everything is up. Okay, um, so, uh, well, Jan, uh, well, Dolly, first off, how are you doing and do you want to say something here? I'm doing okay. Um, geez, I had a lot to say, but I can't think of one thing right now. Oh, for oh I wanted to explain <laughs> to you what... Uh, let's go... Brandon? Yeah, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. There was a race with cars, and the driver that won was being interviewed by some female biddy, and... Uh, the crowd was going F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden. <laughs> and so and they were saying the whole word. And uh, so the, the, the interview lady says, oh, can you hear the crowd? They're saying, let's go, Biden. So now it's taken off into... Uh, uh, the, let's go, Brandon, and people really mean what the crowd was saying. It's gotten to be a thing. <laughs> people are having fun with it. Yeah, it's gone viral. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these let's go, Brandon, T-shirts and memes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> oh, it's so good, isn't it, that the... Uh, the Patriots, the Trump supporters have such a sense of humor and the Democrats or the should I say it's not it's not party related, but the the woke people and the, the deep state people and the completely uh, insane people have no sense of humor at all. They just get uh, they just get uh, offended by everything. Tough shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they're amu they're amusing to the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like once you get well, I think Gutfeld has done quite a bit with this because I'm telling you, first off, Gutfeld is talking to more people than all of the other cable news combined. Okay, and the things that they say. Oh, I can't believe they <laughs> about, get away with it. Go ahead. Oh, my God. I mean, it's hysterical. I, I can't remember what they were saying. Oh, they were all high. Oh, they were. They were all high. Greg <laughs> Greg said, I, I apologize, he said, but I had something. I don't know what it was. I didn't even hear it, dental or something. And they gave me this fentanyl or I don't know what they gave him. But he said, so I'm going to be honest with you people. You know, I'm not 
really, you know, all here to, and he was, you could tell that he was just a little they off, They did right? the scope down and then his an, throat. That's why they gave him the strong That drug. was it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's right. That's right. And so then this other guy who was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God. He was, he's from, well, he's, he's living in Fairbanks, Alaska. Because he, I, well, bec- I, I, he, I, he, he kind of like, you know, said, well, here in Fairbanks, you know, nobody knows who I am. And, you know, I don't get all this. And, and you know, I, and, but he was just deadpanned, one of the funniest people I've ever heard. And he said, but I have to, I have to tell you, um, um, I, I also am on painkills. And then another one said, so aren't I. And one of the other ones went, I'm the only straight one here? Well, this is going to be well, fun. Well, the lady was hung over and drunk from the night before. Oh, well, right. <laughs> That's right. That, uh, but, I mean, they say things that I never thought I would hear on, you know, cable TV. Unbelievable Well, come on, stuff. share. Because I can't, I can't well, they, get it. Well, well yeah. the comedian was telling... Uh, Gut felt that he had some pain pills that he had that he took in the morning because they were there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was just so deadpan yeah. things like that. Oh my gosh! Uh, there's no way you can explain it because it's just the things that they say, Jan. Oh my God! I mean, they, they, they talk bad about everybody, everybody. I did used to en- and even enjoy people- that show and uh, but the cable here is uh, hopeless so I haven't been able to oh. watch I haven't watched Fox News for months and months probably over a year actually because I couldn't well I, couldn't I get think- it in Arizona and I'm due to go back there in the next few weeks so my feeling is is that because so many people are watching him, they're seeing the ridicule that they're delivering. I mean, why else? Why would they stay there if if they're not enjoying mm-hmm. the humor and and what they're doing? And I, it just every time I watch it, and I just feel like, oh my God, he's he's just tearing apart the narrative of this. You know, the, how are you going to even take them seriously? They're so crazy, right? And that's what they do. They don't take them seriously. A bit like, reminds and, uh, me a bit of George Carlin, because he was so good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good comparison. Even They even swear as much as he does. <laughs> 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 and, and, then, and then this week, Brett Barr was on, who is like their... He's like the... Well, I think Tucker's up above him in Fox, I'm sure, for the amount of you know, people that watch him. But Brett Barr is always very, always in a suit and very kind of, he's got a funny sense of humor, but he's also got this, you, you don't know how far that humor will go. And one of the people that were on the on the panel with him said, I don't know, she said, I've been waiting for months and months and months to get on this show, and now you got Brett Barr, and I'm so scared to be myself. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, they just, they have a good time, and... Um, but it, it, it's a good indication. I mean, you were, you know, what was the title of your show, Patriots? It was Power to the People. Uh, Power yeah. to the People, yeah. Power to the People. 
and I, I see that coming. That was a wonderful article because we've heard the same sort of thing before, but, the, you know, he's farther down the, the pike here, and you can, you know, he's, he's reiterating, you know, what we hope at least is happening. Oh, do you mean the devolution one? The devolution right, yeah. one, yes. I've been, I've had that on my tablet for weeks, meaning to read them all, and I've never got around to it because there's so much stuff I'm trying to cover. And I thought, no, because uh, I mentioned it last week, and I thought, no, I've got to s at least start this because if this provides a very um, rational, logical explanation for what we're experiencing this is what people need isn't it they need some i mean i kind of um sense what's going on intuitively um but not everybody does that they kind of don't as, as i say a lot they don't read between the lines they don't tune into what's really going on i mean i thought it was so funny what i said at the beginning about the kamala harris uh, NASA video using child actors and um, and it was produced by where is it on my list um, oh dear I haven't got it um, something like sinking ships or something yeah I, <laughs> it, oh my gosh I heard that uh, I yeah, sink, stop laughing. Sinking <laughs> ship entertainments. And I mean, everybody's saying Biden's going down like the Titanic. So it's like, you know, the white hats taking the piss out of <laughs> this whole thing, you know. As I've said so many times, it's like we're watching the theatre of the absurd and comedy, you know, alongside the drama. And, the, and they're, the even, they're even in Canada. Did you know that? No. Yes. The production people were in Canada, and I believe the little actors were Canadian, too. All right. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. That even You're makes it fun here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. Uh, I interrupted you. Sorry, uh, Nancy. Did you want to finish what you were saying? <laughs> Uh, I think I finished. I'm not sure. I don't think I have anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, again, that thing was just torn apart on Gutfeld. And they, and everybody else that I watched, of course, I was only watching Fox. I don't watch those other people. What were the other people saying? Wasn't that marvelous? I mean, it was spooky. <laughs> it was, she, she was, she was talking to, what were they? Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen-year-olds, maybe older. No, I, I don't know the ages of kids anymore. I think so too. Younger. Well, I, I only saw a clip, but yeah, they were more like you know, nine or ten. I thought. Yeah, oh. that's what I thought. Well, still, she she kept talking down yeah. to him, like, "You're you're gonna be so excited to see the moon with you know, be able to see the what do they call them? The holes in the thing? Not crevices, craters." Craters. You'll be able to see the craters on the moon, you know. It was like, okay, <laughs> you know, big deal. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was as it. It made me sick. It made it really. It made me sick to try to watch it. So I didn't. But that's the only thing she can do. Show up with some kids on a 
a canned thing. I mean, she hasn't been around to, to do anything, and then everything she does is, like, bizarre. But doesn't this kind of underscore, as I was saying, with the silly name of the production company, that we're watching a scripted yeah. movie? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just <laughs> beyond... Um, anything rational that you could imagine would happen and it's it's just well Dan, i don't i don't up. think he, i don't know if you heard uh, in another show i said that last week in a matter of two days three different hawks hawks yeah three different fox commentators actually said are we watching some kind of a theater oh really? yeah three of them mm. what is happening outside my house well you better look no, it's they're they're singing and dancing and carrying on. Oh, I wonder Ooh. why. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, I I had to stop and listen because um, my neighborhood thingy, you know, the uh, the neighborhood war I'm in with uh, people that want to make a new city and we don't want to be a new city. We want to be who we are, and so there's this big war going on, and it keeps getting. Uh, well, they they called us KKK and white supremacists racists <laughs> and you know we we just like so i said oh okay so and they they <laughs> oh okay i'm gonna you guys Why talk i'll be right back another? i know neighbor <laughs> well of course anybody that doesn't agree with people on the left is is just labeled a racist or a white supremacist right. automatically so it doesn't matter if they're black or brown or or yellow or red or they're white supremacists exactly so yeah. it, it's it's quite a compliment really isn't it <laughs> it's a bit like getting a facebook ban or something like that you know yeah, right. strikes like oh good i'm obviously on the t on target here <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, amazingly and, i haven't had one yet yeah you haven't what i haven't had a i haven't been in facebook jail yet oh you Boy, of anybody, I would think you would. <laughs> well, I kind of put things in code, you know. I don't spell the words out as they should be. And uh, uh, same with some of the links, because you can't share something from Natural News or from uh, Macola or, you know, uh, all the good news sites you know the the ones that actually tell the truth so i have to kind of uh write it out with dot dot and add the oh, links in the yeah. comments and things so um but i have had a few you know this this is uh misinformation uh labels but what the hell <laughs> you know so yeah but it's fun so <clears throat> So what have you been up to, Dolly? Well, Annette, uh, her company is a contractor for the government. Uh, and she got one of those letters from the company saying, uh, you're, you're going to be required to have the COVID vaccine by December something, or you'll be fired. So, uh, and... Let me back up a little. This company has uh, needs 600 
employees to hire 600 employees for 600 vacancies that are open now. Mm. So they send this letter out, and I think they were shocked out of their pants because uh, the, the people would talk about it in their meetings, even with the VP in there uh, this last time. They were saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I will not do that. I will be fired. And uh, they didn't realize how many people will take firing over the, Absolutely. the requirements. So they said, okay, we're going to send out uh, an exemption, uh, the religious exemption thing. So uh, they sent the form out, and they got so many responses back that they came out with, what was it? Oh, the email said, uh, you, well, it, they have to, a uh, following review of your medical or religious accommodation request, L3 Harris has determined that a waiver of required vaccination should be granted indefinitely. Please note that you will remain subject to L3 Harris safety pro- protocols while working at a company or customer work location, including daily health screening, mask protocols while working at a company or customer work location, including daily health screening, mask Utilization and social distancing. They were going to require the people. They got most of them are working from home now since COVID began. So they were telling the people who are working from home, you have to follow these mandates. (laughs) So um, you may also be subject to weekly testing for COVID-19. Further information regarding weekly testing will be provided under a separate cover. And under the separate cover, uh, they say that the exempt employees or non-exempt will be given a day, a paid day off to go get this testing done. But the people themselves have to pay for the testing every week. And they have to maintain their own test records and they are responsible to provide them whenever asked for. They have to send uh, some kind of voucher paper saying that they had this that is signed by the nurse at the facility that will be giving these tests every week to the supervisor. They have to send those. Net says, uh, I'm not going to but when I read the when we read this uh, email to her and to the other people for the religious or, or medical uh, thing, they read it as okay. As long as I don't go anywhere near uh, an office of L3 Harris or or compa- uh, not competent uh, people customers, co- yeah, customers and contractors who work for them or traveling under the company name uh, they if they do that they have to be vaccinated if they don't do that and they just stay home it's what it sounds like they don't have to have the vax 
um, they don't know about the testing yet. Well, the people, the the, mm. the employees don't know for sure about the testing, but they've already said to each other, no testing, same damn thing. Absolutely. So I, every I, week. I wouldn't Keep. subject myself to that. And actually, have they, aren't they breaking HIPAA laws in having to submit information about test results? Same as with whether you're vaccinated or not. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, my response to that, I mean, thankfully, because I I work in the office here at the RV park a little bit, and they're not going to mandate anything because <laughs> they're kind of family. Um, and, you know, the rest of the work I do is my own business. So, thankfully, I'm not subjected to it. But... I think more and more people are standing up to this. And, you know, I'm, I put a post, I think it was a comment on a tweet, saying that with a combination of of employees that refuse to take the vaccine and the, the, the potential customers who will decide to boycott the companies that demand a man, you know, that, um, impose a mandate these businesses are going to be out of business yes so that you know it's not just the employees that are going to act it's also the the customers that are now saying well you have done this i'm never going to do business with you anymore right right we've seen it with the airlines that people are saying, well, that's it. I'm never going to fly Southwest again, or I'm never going to fly American. And there is actually, I don't know if I can find it, but I shared a post on Facebook. And this is a company that started up that is called Freedom Something. And it's a, it's, um, a new airline that is setting up that will not require a vaccine and will not require masks or anything. I mean, these these companies that are starting up to combat these illegal mandates, they're going to do so well. Because, yeah, here we are. It's called Freedom Travel Alliance. A new airline is starting up with all the pilots and flight attendants who are walking out on mandates. They are getting huge investors and starting a whole new travel model based on total sovereignty and medical freedom. Why are they doing it? Our mission is to be the solution provider in the travel and transportation industry as we believe in honoring everyone's right to travel freely, unencumbered and without discrimination. Our goal is to bring joy and wonder back into travel and the hospitality industry. We're building an ecosystem of like-minded members, partners and businesses to ensure and safeguard our rights as sovereign beings, which includes the right to move about the world as a freedom traveller. Join us as we celebrate and highlight these new partnerships with businesses, communities, cities, states and countries who align with our goals to preserve our inalienable, inalienable rights. So, you know, yeah. So, um, well, uh, Delta folded. Sam just put that in. Yeah. And I think the way things are going, Southwest looks like they're going to be folding. Oh, yeah. And, uh. There's so many, they expect all these 
a medical personnel, um, any company you can think of that is big, major, they're trying to mandate all those, and they say, well, President Biden, who is not a president, just an asshole, um, <laughs> now, now, says say you what can't you mean. do this, huh? I said, now, now, say what you mean. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'll try hard, too. <laughs> but, see, they these people have had it. They've had it. They're not doing this crap anymore. They're not wearing masks. Look at the people in the stadiums. Mm. You don't see them wearing a mask. No, no, absolutely. And, you know, I've been finding here, you know, I went into Durango on Thursday to do some shopping. It was my birthday, actually. Another oh, year younger. Thank you. Another year younger. <laughs> yeah. So um, I went in to get some goodies and, you know, going into City Market, which is a Kroger company, um, I, there were very, very few people still wearing masks, which is so encouraging because at the start of this, there was maybe, well, sometimes it was only me in there not wearing a mask or, you know, maybe a couple of others. But, you know, people are changing their behavior and yet oh i was i went into my local grocery store today and just to get something for keisha and in front of me in the checkout there was a a woman and her young child i mean i say young she's probably maybe eight something like that both with masks on and i'm thinking child abuse i mean it is just wrong to put these kids in masks. It is. It, it's awful. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, more sheep. <laughs> They're so, making their kids sick. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's so upsetting. Yeah. It really is. I, th- there's no way I'd send my kids to school with masks. Nope. I wouldn't do it. No, I'd- there's... I also saw something on Facebook, and it's probably, I think I shared that as well, about um, uh, keep your kids home from school on the 18th as a a protest. Here we are, national school walkout. Keep kids home on Monday, October 18th. We invite, and this is nationwide, we invite you to participate as parents, educators, and students across the U.S., engage in peaceful non-compliance to remind government officials that individuals should have the final say when it comes to their health. We, the people, will not comply. Cool. I hope they participate. Mm, absolutely. And don't chicken out. Absolutely. I am back, oh, by hey. the way. Welcome back. Oh, I <laughs> want to tell you, Holy Nancy, crap. before we get started with anything... Fernando said, wait a minute, uh, hi Nancy, do you remember that we were going to ask Walter the turpentine spiral, when will you know what happened? I don't know what it's about, but I wanted to let you know. I have no remembrance Uh-oh. of it. Okay. So. I need some more, I need some more product. More detail, <laughs> Fernando. Please. <laughs> so what happened outside? 
I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I took video. I hope, I, I hope it came out. There was, let's see, one huge, the biggest bus I've ever seen, a huge bus out there. There was a semi-normal large bus out there. There was a trailer with some sign on it. There were all these people up the road. I don't even know how far up. And they're black people accosting us because we're KKK and white people trying to stop their city. <laughs> did, did your black neighbors come out? <laughs> yeah, well, I had a black, I had two Latinos, me and, and a black person there, you know, a Haitian. And, you know, it was like, I finally, you know, one thing about me, I can over yell anybody, <laughs> anybody. Yeah. Right? But before I, before I got to that point, they're screaming at us. We're white racist. Going to burn down the city. I, I, I mean, I, I hope I caught the video because I don't know what they were screaming. And so I got up in front of the four guys that were there and I said, Our Father who art in heaven. And they started saying it with me. So the four of us were praying for them. And the guy, the guy stopped yelling. <laughs> And then one guy, I said, we're not racist. This is our neighborhood. We live here. What do you, what do you, you know, people are crazy. And this one guy, he says, oh, so you're not a racist. I says, absolutely not. And he puts out his hand to shake it. This black person shaking my hand. So I shook his hand. And before I know it, he's calling me a racist again. <laughs> it was one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. And they got some kind of a microphone going on and... Were you oh on my TV? god. No, we even tried calling the police. And you know, and, and I'm going, okay, I got the video going. I'm going like, how many how much how a thousand dollars for that bus? Where'd you get that money from the industrials and commercial people that are trying to get my property? Oh, and what about this bus? How much to pay for that? You know, I'm go I'm going with the facts here. You people are trying to run us out of our land so that you can put it over to commercial people, make a bunch of money, eh? Well, get off my property. This is Dade County property. I said precisely, and we want to keep it to be Dade County property. Get out of our street. <laughs> I, like, I love it. I wish I could have been there and seen it. I think you were not on video. I think I gave. <laughs> I think I gave him the finger once, and I might have said fuck once. <laughs> oh, too bad you didn't remember the. Uh, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Oh, they, they wouldn't understand this. These are such ignorant oh, assholes. Tired. I mean, can you imagine going and accosting people because they want to vote against oh, you? Yeah. Calling us well, racist? Well, every day, Nancy. That's what they do. That's the, yeah. the intimidation is the only tool that they have. Right. Well, they didn't intimidate us. They pissed us yeah. off morally. <laughs> Wait. I said, I said, you better go look at my YouTube station because this is going to be up there. Uh, yeah, the thing is. <laughs> I said, if you look at my YouTube sta station, you'll know what the truth is. <laughs> Not what you're saying to me. I mean, oh, you're going to get annexed. You're going to get annexed. This is their thing. Okay, the scam is, all right. This is a residential area. You got some people that are being bought off by the commercial people. They've been trying to get this property forever. Because it was a floodplain, the people that originally moved in here were farmers. They, they dealt with the floods coming in and out, you know. But over time, 
they put in different flood control things, so it's semi-dried out. But the properties are big. I've got an acre. Everybody around me has got an acre. Well, to commercial people, they're dying for this stuff. They want this stuff. They'll put, you know, condominiums and townhouses and, you know, auto mechanics and whatever they're going to do, right? That's what they want. So they're going to make a town, tax us, tax us more, services go up pretty soon because most of the people here are in low income. We're under the, the Miami-Dade income thing um, and on fixed incomes, so you end up selling your property, and then they rezone it, and boom, the commercial people win. That's the game. That's what, and these, pe these poor people, they don't realize that. They're being sold a bill of goods by a small group of people. You go out into the neighborhood, and you see a thousand or more of our signs out there, and you see, now you see a few of theirs, but not many, and they're terrible signs. You don't even know. It looks like a real estate thing not not something like ours ours stand out well, don't they realize just, who paid them to do this to you they don't understand it they they listen to these people it, okay this is real simple math right we pay 1.9 percent millage tax percent you know the, how much a property is multiplied by 1.9 in their budget which is eight years out of date because the data is eight years out of date okay they're going to raise it to four well that's uh actually a little more than double which means that i should be paying double what i'm paying miami date you know and miami date gives you breaks because you're uh everybody gets a homestead break on their taxes but because i'm in miami date because I'm a senior, I get a break. I won't get no break in the in this new city, any break in this new city, you know. So, and they're telling people it's $150 a year more increase. Well, that means I'm paying $75 a year for all these years. Somebody ripped me off. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't even make math sense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, I was screaming. I was my. my he ruined your throat. My voice is. Uh, Fernando said. Uh, yeah, I was really Fernando screaming. Says Walter got the upgrade. We. Oh 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 oh. We okay. can put All that right, one yeah. to bed. Boy, oh boy, okay, how good. exciting! I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Now, I, I mean, that they had to have just spent. At least three thousand well, dollars. At least if they have buses. To, to come and cost me and my neighbors. <laughs> Who stand out and say the Lord's prayer for them? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well, that didn't work out the way they expected, did it? <laughs> oh my God! And I was so proud of my neighbors because as soon as I started saying it, they were right there with me. Oh, bless your heart. You know, and, 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 and you know, the guy, it's, I've seen it, you know, this is how I get out of most things. I just say the Lord's Prayer, <laughs> you know, because they think you're kind of crazy. So now they're not sure what to do. But you're in, oh, 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 this is what this guy did. Yeah, this guy, the one that shook yeah. my hand. You know, hold on for a second. I'm not going anywhere. 
want to hear the end of the story. I think she might be going to play the video. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, I'm back. I hate to say this, but I had to wash my hand. I thought about him shaking my hand again, and I had to oh. wash it. <laughs> well, you don't know where it's been. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so funny. I mean, I, you know, this is me. I should have used some magic energy and just gotten rid of whatever. No, I had to wash my hands. <laughs> uh, but this guy, okay? So we, we're saying the, the Lord's Prayer. And all of a sudden, he jumps up and he's flashing this wood, wooden thing on his neck, like a pendant thing that's got some words in it. And he says, that's the father. And I said, that's your father. My father wouldn't do anything like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who he was flashing at me. I'm sorry it's some god up there that might want to knock me out of my, uh, you know, seat because I didn't wasn't impressed with some dude flashing his medallion in front of me who's screaming racist at me. <laughs> I couldn't make this and up. We and, uh, and they're doing it in the middle of a radio show. <laughs> we were just talking It's about a live that. radio show. Racist. Being called racist. Oh. Uh, did I? Wasn't I just talking about it yeah. when this happened? Oh, the guy, you know, the universe has such a sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, oh. Uh, you know, I mean, why did I start that? Well, because they were on their way. Nancy, they're on their way. You got to talk about. The... Oh, okay. <laughs> what the hell is happening outside? <sighs> I'm oh glad you God. went to check. We'd have missed all this. <sighs> I no, no, no. Frank called oh. me. He said, "Get oh. out here <laughs> from across the that street." That was a phone call. He said, and he, "That was a phone call." He said, "You're not going to believe this. Get out here." <laughs> And I don't know if you've seen in chat, but Sam said, the pattern is strong tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it is so, because it was, that's exactly what happened. You know, I've seen this happen so many times. I can remember, you know, generals getting in the way of me, and it's like, as soon as they did that, pattern would come out, and these generals, I mean, I almost pissed themselves a couple of times. Yeah, it's like no, you don't you don't mess with George Patton, and I can channel him. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> no, they wouldn't have known that. But I'm just telling Fernando. Yes, exactly, exactly what happened. <laughs> it was Sam actually, not Fernando. But anyway, but uh, oh, is Sam? Oh, is Sam? Well, either one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like yeah. they would. Like, both um, of those would know. You know, as a horsewoman, there've been plenty of memes on. Facebook and the like saying, you know, when when you can handle a thousand pound animal, don't mess with me kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, don't take no shit. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about how I got between uh, my second husband and somebody else he was arguing with in a in a multi-story car park? <laughs> Oh, no, tell it. Well, uh, my second husband, bless his heart, he was, he'd manifested this back issue. And I i mean that sincerely. He, he was definitely self-inflicted. And um, 
he was a complainer he was like into drama and into conflict and i was driving um in this multi-story car park looking for a place to park and the guy in front was going really slowly and my ex starts ranting and raving about how long he's taking and all the rest of it and this guy ended up parking like a couple of spaces away from where I parked so my ex gets out the car starts mouthing off about this guy who you know can't find a flipping car park and blah 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 and this guy comes over and they end up in this head-to-head thing and I just got between them and I told them to stop being so effing stupid and to you know grow up and you know (laughs) I never even gave it a thought that I'm going up against two guys here. It was just, this is so ridiculous. You know, get your act together. Stop behaving like idiots and get out of the way, you know. But so how did they out. react? Well, they did as they were told. <laughs> <laughs> and I was furious with my ex. But, yeah, I, you know, they just did as they were told and you know, that was over and done with. <laughs> They were probably grateful you told them that because they knew the next thing would be a fist fight and they were terrified. And, and the thing is, my ex, he's there with his walking stick that he bought for himself. So it's not like, you know, I, I'm bigger than you are or I'm fitter than you are. You know, oh, it's just ego. Again, as I said in the show, the ego is insane. And that was just another example of it. But, yeah, you know, I laugh about that because... <laughs> It was like me saying, just behave. And they did. So there you go. What of many funny stories. (laughs) (sighs) See, I can't even turn the mute off or on now. (laughs) So anyway... um, where were we before all this craziness? Talking happened? about the kind of shit that you, were gonna, that you went and faced. <laughs> well, I just got an email from Frank across the street, and apparently they've got YouTube station up now. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Oh, my God. Just too much. But, you know, I, well, I started to tell you, so I went over there this morning to um, basically give two Creole-speaking Haitians the ability to talk directly to their people. And one of them was the um, retired principal from one of the high schools in the area. Um, and the other one has been a t- high school te- or a teacher and an activist for, you know, years. So I took a video of them figuring that, you know, well... If you look at the picture that we are using, yes, the vast majority of it were white people. And again, it goes back to the concept of this was originally settled by white people. And a lot of these houses, they're they're small houses for the most part, um, are inherited, you know, passed down generation to generation. So you have a situation where the white people came together because we've been living here so long we saw what they were doing 
we first off we were owners so we were notified the vast majority of the people out there were not notified it was an election so we we basically you know they got together they took this picture and yeah there's mostly white people so i said i'm going to put two black people up there let them talk to the haitians because the haitians are i really really have a deep appreciation for that that culture they seem to be almost more american in the concept of colonial american than we are they've left their homes everything they knew to, to for a new beginning and I don't know that many of them. I'm meeting many, many more. I haven't ever met one that I was, like, put off by. Well, maybe that lady that I think she might have been Haitian. She was on their side. She put me off. <laughs> she, she was obnoxious. But um, so you got 40% of the population that is Haitian. And you start to do what you're doing. They're not dumb people. They've seen this before. They know what's happening. And so you're basically calling the Haitians racist, too, because I think it's the Haitians that are going to make or break this whole thing. Uh, so, I, I, But anyway, I, and I told them when I, they, start, they started up, I said, now remember, I'm not going to understand anything you say. I said, but, you know, don't use lie, say doesn't tell the truth. <laughs> and I said, and, you know, don't say anything you can't prove. But tell your people what you want them to know. And the principal, when, when they finished, um, I said, did you talk about early voting? And he said, yes, she did. She just did. And she was wonderful. She was great because he understood what she was saying. I didn't. Um, so I'm hoping that it is a good message. And um, the fact that we can at least tell you about, well, I show you two people that are black and with us, you know. And I wish more people had been there this morning because we normally do get more blacks and whites there. And, you know, I was going to take some pictures of the, the people that normally show up, but not too many of them did because they basically go out on Saturdays, and if they've got what they need, they, you know, don't stop by there. So it's how did I get from saving the world to saving my neighborhood? Well, the, <laughs> was I they demoted? downsized you a little bit. Well, isn't it the small yeah. things that add up to the big things? And I've gone from being in a solitary position. Yeah, I mean, I talked to a lot of people all over the world, but, you know, solitary in that. And now I'm knocking on people's doors. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a very strange thing. And we've still got two more weeks of this. It's like, oh, my God, is this... Thank God that they, you know, when they first made it a special election so that we had to go out and try to get the people to the polls because it was the only thing on the ballot is yes or no for the city. And um, people weren't aware of it. They don't do television ads. You know, nobody knows there's even an election happening. So that, that becomes a big problem. But now we know that in two weeks, one way or another, it's going to be over, you know. And... Um, for that, I'm grateful. I don't, because otherwise it would be next November. It'd be another year. And gosh, only knows what'll happen in that year. Fernando's saying if you have a link. Uh, I don't know what he said before then, but it makes me think he might be saying, "Do you have a link for this YouTube thing they're putting up, and you can share it with us?" Um. Yeah, I do. 
I think. Okay, in the break time, I'll put the the links up, and you'll, you know, I'll get the links up there. You don't, you're not gonna look at it now. Right, right. <laughs> you want to listen to us? We're so ex- you know, excited. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that that was really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I got some good video because, like, I was also praying and screaming at the same time while I was trying to film. <laughs> And then at one point, Marcelo, Frank's uh, housemate there, he took the phone and was filming because I was not paying any attention to it. I was waving it all over the place, took it out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll pro- they probably got me on YouTube, giving them the finger. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're going to edit it so that it looks in their favor. Uh, dear God, that was too weird. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to put that aside, get that out of my mind. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, this disclosure, what, what do they call that? It's not disclosure. What is it, the word that they use in for the devolution? something or other? De-evolution? De-evolution. Devolution. D-E-V? Huh. What does that... I mean, I've never even heard of it I think they made it up. I don't think so, but um, I'm still trying to figure it out. And by sharing it on the radio show, I can figure it out quicker. (laughs) Because I think it's it's in effect um, the process of setting up some... It's a bit like... Uh, business continuity, but in this case, it's governmental continuity plans. So I think they did it under the, and I'm speculating here, um, don't hold me to this. I think they were doing it under the umbrella of if this pandemic is real, which of course it isn't, um, and suddenly half the government, you know, is stricken with it or whatever, we need to have some continuity plans of continuing government. Um, but I think, I think it's going to link up with this concept that actually Trump is still in charge and Trump is still in charge of the military, still the commander in chief, and that he's allowing all this to play out because, um, you can't tell the people you have to show them. And... That's why we're watching theatre or watching a movie to wake up the people because if he was to actively try and take down the Biden administration on the very um, justifiable grounds of election fraud and people were still asleep and Biden hadn't been creating all these disasters, then we would have ended up with civil war. So... You know, my take on things is, well, I wish it would happen quickly. But, of course, when you look at what's happening worldwide, then it's a massive undertaking and it has to be coordinated, in my opinion. Um, you know, I've I've said all along that this is not only the U.S., as we all know, it, it's worldwide. and 
the plan is so complex that it cannot happen quickly. And when you look at what's happening in Canada and in Australia and in the UK, and it's interesting because it suddenly dawned on me that the, the countries that are suffering the most draconian, tyrannical lockdowns are the ones that are still under the influence of the British crown. And it's like, well, we know that the the royal family is satanic. We know, I mean, even the UK, in theory, you know, the Queen isn't in charge, but everything is at Her Majesty's pleasure. And it's Her Majesty's government, and it's Her Majesty's this and Her Majesty's that. So that in itself is an illusion. And, you know, there's got it. This is why there's more to this than meets the eye in terms of who is controlling it. And um, so my, I suppose my, what I'm saying is we have to really keep our eye on the ball, keep focused on the outcome and not allow any doubt that the outcome that we want is going to manifest. Now, my brother called me on uh, on my birthday and unfortunately despite my pleas to the contrary he did uh, he and his wife liked to travel so they did get the vax and um we were talking he was talking about the boris johnson disaster and you know i was saying well look at the playbook it's the same you know flood the country with immigrants which is what's happening over there as it is over here and, um, you know, I'm still hopeful that, or not hopeful, determined that this will all be resolved, that the White Hats win, Trump will be back and so on. He said, do you really think so? And I said, I'm not entertaining any other possibility because, as you know, Nancy, um, you know, reality is what we believe it is. And that's my reality. So... Um, I have to look at this and I look at, I always look at this in terms of what's the big picture here, step back, what's the big picture here and assess it and pick up the clues that the good guys are in charge and we've just got to live through this drama, this theatre to get to the denouement at the end and, you know, a happy ending. And in the meantime, some of the people will wake up. I can't remember where it was, but there was something I read that said, you know, 4% are never going to wake up. They're never going to wake up. But um, we're seeing more and more people actually acknowledge that they made a mistake if they voted for Brandon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll I'll never vote Democrat again, not that it's just the Democrats, we know that, because the GOP and the rhinos are about as strong as a flipping limp lettuce, um, allowing all this to continue. But uh and and that's the other thing. It's it's exposing those politicians. Look at all the primaries that are happening now against the ones that voted to impeach Trump. 
and the ones that, um, you know, have been anti-Trump all along, they're all going down. Um, so, you know, that's that's my position. Well, I get encouragement from Nancy Drew. She goes to Washington, D.C. She's back from her hiatus. She's been in D.C. some more. And uh, the helicopter guys, or guys and gals, I think Trump has a woman, but uh, they fly over where she sits to watch them on purpose because they're saying to her, hello. Um, And she, every day, shows us, I, I think it's every day, if not, it's close to every day, the helicopters, because they have a decoy now. They have three of them. One of them's a decoy, and uh, one of them is is Trump. They fly to the White House and land, and and he gets out, and the soldier stands at the door of the Oval Office the whole time he's in there. Um, I can't help but know that Trump is in charge. We don't have to fear. I mean, Trump is there. He's doing, he's taking care of things he needs to. Is it, has she really got him on, on camera? No, she doesn't have him on camera. There was but, one, there was one video, I think, because I don't follow her, you know, religiously. I don't have so many people I follow. I don't have time for it all, not with the other things I have to do. But there was one video, I remember, where, um, people were saying that looked like Trump in the video. So she wasn't claiming it was Trump, but it did look rather like him. But the other thing, of course, you know, this latest thing with um, that's been revealed is Biden being on a set, you know, when he had the booster, supposedly. And then it, because people were saying, well, that looks like, you know, Look at the the foliage through the window. That's summertime, and then they somebody had uh, taken a photograph showing that it was a set. So that that is confirming. Why would he use a set instead of being in an actual, an actual White House room or whatever? And it was supposed to be in the building across the road. I can't remember the name of it, but. You know, these things are being dripped out. And for people who pay attention, it's like another confirmation that he isn't in the White House. And this is all a movie. Well, they were joking about that on uh, The Five and on Gutfield about that was a pretend set. It was a set who was a pretend Mm. of White House, but then when they did it the first time, uh, Biden said something about it being a set. Uh, And they came out and said, well, we're using this rather than the Oval Office so that Biden can read the prompter easier. (laughs) That's your excuse. They believe they they think people are going to believe this. <laughs> well, so, if people don't know by now that that is a set that they're using, then 
there's something wrong with the people. Um, hey, and Anna Ray says devolution is a statutory delegation of powers from the central government of a sovereign state to govern at a subnatural subnational level, such as a regional or local level. It is a form of administrative decentralization. Devoted territories, <coughs> devolved territories have the power to make legislation relevant to the area, thus granting them a higher level of autonomy. There it is, Nancy. That make well, that makes sense if you're going back to the concept of the federation, which was that the states were putting to, that the states owned the federal government. They were putting the federal government together to be able to more efficiently run big things like foreign, you know, foreign affairs and the post office and the railroads, that type of thing, highways eventually. So, um, the, but the power was supposed to stay in the states, and over the decades the states have given their power over to the federal but government. isn't this part of and that's what isn't the problem this part is. of the plan because if you see this playing out the states are taking back that power because with biden's overreach they're now standing up and saying no we're going to pass a, a law or an executive order against the mandates against this against that the latest one i didn't have time to report was oklahoma telling businesses do not obey the mandate look at what DeSantis does your beloved governor you know it's forcing the people the states to take back their power from the federal government which to me is all part of the plan because, you know, there has been government overreach. They did give the power away, just like the people give, gave the power away. Look at it now as the people are now standing up and taking back their power. That's why I, you know, put in the title of today's show, Power to the People. Because before, people have thought of themselves as individuals, and having no power individually against these things. But now the people are standing together and saying, we do not comply. And en masse, they're saying no. I mean, look at what's happening all over the world. You've got Italy, you've got France, you've got the UK. Um, you know, it's starting to happen. Australia. Everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a break here. It's uh, just four minutes, and it's Jessica Elisari's Change the World. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Say What Show. Sorry about that. My God, this has been a busy time, and I left my mic open, but so didn't somebody else, but that's all right. Hopefully, we're just running in the bathroom taking a break. <laughs> it is the 10th of, no, it's the 16th of October, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard in uh What's your name, Jan Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, where did we leave off? You were just... We were talking about Trump being in the White House. And the... Well, yes, yes, yes. I want... Who, uh, the Marines who stand by the door. Um, that reminded me... 
Nancy Drew is saying that they put bells on Biden's shoes so that they know where he is, like I used <laughs> to do with my kids. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> oh, maybe they ought to put one of those little harnesses on that we used to have for the kids, you know, when they were walking and we didn't want them to run off. <laughs> I never used those. I thought that was too cruel. <laughs> oh, that's good. My mother always wanted us to run off. <laughs> Go have fun, kids. I'll catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you know, uh, it, it makes me think of this uh, situation that, that uh, there was this uh, young man who admitted to being uh, in the Asperger's realm so he could get into all of these cue drops and this book called The Law of War that was apparently put out by the Department of the United States Department of Defense in 2019. And what it does is it says that you have to prove that you're under attack and that you have essentially lost control of the government before the military can, in effect, uh, legally, w within the con finds of this law of war um, do a military coup so it's sort of like this this book the law of war approved by the Department of Defense stipulates you know that okay you've got to have this before you do this before you do this before you do this before you do this and therefore comply with all national and international legal concepts of war if you're going to play by the you know the book follow the book and this guy I was just so amazed at what he did because he went back to the Q drops and he said look at we always thought that this was some kind of a date but it's not a date it's actually giving us a passage in a paragraph in this book and so he would go to the Q drop and he would say, this is what it says. Now let's look and see where we're at. And I'll tell you, it was like, it just made so much sense that they were following uh, the, uh, the law of, of war and had to allow the, they couldn't just stop it and say, they're going to steal the election, but we know how they're going to do it, so we're not going to let them do it. Um, or, um, you know, the, the, the pandemic, it, it really, I mean, that pandemic thing, <laughs> when you, when you think of it, right, you, you start out a pandemic in whatever way it starts, right? And you blame it on a wet market. And yet, you know, what is it? Five or six blocks away is a lab that does this stuff for business. I mean, from the get go, it was like, a stupid stupid it was it's you like know. you know somebody posts on facebook you know who knew it was a scam to begin with and we did it was so flipping obvious I, yeah i mean it was like if you see a fire it's probably you know a, a fire <laughs> you know it's, it's not like oh well look, look over here there's all these because you know and like again a duck and you know, quacks like a duck it's probably a duck <laughs> 
Right, right. And, and you know, I mean, these people, I have to admit that I have a certain admiration for their understanding of the triggers in human beings. Because if you tell me that it came from some lab, I have a, different, a totally different effect in my, if you just feel it, okay, it came from a lab, and you feel what you feel, all right? And then you say, no, it came from a wet market. It's a totally different feel because as Americans, as English people or Western people, the concept of those wet markets would freak us all out, right? Well, I, so it's easy. It's the, easy. I mean, do you have wet markets in Britain? Sorry, no. But the point is, the overall question is how susceptible are you to fear? And, you know, I said my one of my strongest uh, abilities in terms of manifestation is health. I don't I don't buy into the propaganda that has made people fearful of illness and losing sight of the power of their immune system and their body to heal itself. And that's the thing that they've done this through. Uh, it's a terror campaign for those people that are susceptible to fear. And let's face it, it's a large proportion of the population. That's how they've done everything, you know, problem, reaction, solution. Um, so it's the fear because, you know, there are people saying, how did, how did, how did they make people afraid of air? How did they indoctrinate people into thinking that asymptomatic people are a threat? They've, you know, they've invoked this asymptomatic label and labels are very powerful that says, oh, my God, even though you, you, you're not sneezing and you're not coughing, you could be a threat because you could be carrying this this horrible virus. The uh, the mind control is unbelievable and what is also unbelievable to me is how many people are so susceptible to it but i think is you know it's like in that um in that email that i read from Assetti from james gilliland this is the difference between um the woke people or the you know just brainwash people and the awakened that we don't buy into that we recognize it for what it is which is propaganda we've got critical thinking we don't just accept at face value what the media is trying to convince us of and as many people say if the vaccine was that good why would they have to force it upon us or give us these incentives that say oh you know the vaccine lottery you could win a million dollars or here have some donuts or here you know you get free this and free that uh, well the real the real stupidity of it jan is that you got to take the vaccination so you can't get catch the thing okay and if you can't catch the thing, then why are the unvaccinated a threat to you? But they, and you don't get it. You don't get it that they're lying to but you. Then, this is then, a, you know. Then they then they say then they say right. They say, well, it'll keep you from dying. <laughs> you might still catch it, but it'll keep you from dying. 
I mean, they, they they just put out these preposterous statements. I mean, that's that that's what's so infuriating is that people. Does it make any sense to a sane person? No. Well, are these people all insane? It might be fear, but is fear making them insane that they can't even make a, a, a look at this is this way and this is this way. Those things contradict each other. You want to you you want to put you want to put a needle in my arm because I'm some threat to you, but you put a needle in yours so I wouldn't be. Uh, what there's a problem here. Well, I'm going to go back to what I was saying about the A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle because that that book very much taught me about the ego, and the ego is fear-based, and the ear the ego is insane. So that's why the insanity, coupled with the fear, explains what is happening. Because those people who have not risen above the ego, and I'm not saying, you know, a lot of people say, oh, the ego, you know, that's all bad. The ego is a safety mechanism for us in our physical body. But it should only be in play when we're in physical danger. Oh, you need to be afraid of this. There's a saber-toothed tiger coming for you. Um, run away. But when we have control of the ego and say, look, ego, everything's fine. I'm in charge. You know, don't worry about that. People, most people are living in a chronic state of fear. And that gets in the way of rational thinking. It does. And they don't, let's face it, the other thing is, the other side of the equation is that people have been kept so busy. Oh, I need to work three jobs in order to keep my house. Oh, I've got to have two jobs to do this. And, oh, you know, the only way I can relax is by watching the football game. As as people have said, it's a bit like the Roman Empire and the gladiators. They don't have the time or they don't uh, they don't seek the time to be able to do anything but watch the propaganda and so they buy into it I mean that's somebody here who stays for a month every year bless her and uh, we went out to dinner a couple of times and she was <laughs> she was saying yeah but but coronavirus covid is deadly and i said no it isn't they haven't even um isolated a virus and she said and i said you need to look at alternative news oh well i look at a variety of news channels i said yeah which ones oh abc msnbc <laughs> it's like hello they're the 4am narrative channels so you're getting the same message for each one of them you are not being selective in where you get your information from <laughs> and she was convinced that the only way she was going to protect herself was with a vaccine because this was deadly and it, you know there have been people who have, you know, um, got some kind of virus or whatever it might be that has made them extremely ill. But the flu is deadly to some people. Do we shut down the world for the flu in winter? No. Do we shut down the world because 
any other virus is supposedly a risk. I mean, people have become such cowards, so risk-averse to think that they won't leave the house because somebody's told them they may be at risk. I mean, if you were so risk-averse, you wouldn't have stepped out of the house to go and see what this bunch of people were doing, <laughs> singing and dancing and calling you racist, you know? Where is, and where spitting, is the courage? Well, how did she just... And spitting on, spitting on us, oh, you know, because they were yelling at us. We were yelling at them. I mean, it's like, where's the COVID? <laughs> when you're in a racist battle, where's the COVID? <laughs> so what did that lady think no, th about the vaccine and what it was doing to people and children she has no idea no oh. idea at all i mean it's like my brother bless him you know he got the vaccine yeah but i i'm fine there's nothing wrong with me and i you know i don't particularly want to it's too late he's had it there's no point in telling him all the consequences that just because he's fine now doesn't mean he's gonna not gonna experience the repercussions of that in the future because you know you've got dr malone and many others saying that once you get exposed to like a flu virus or something similar your body's going to go into overload in terms of um enhanced whatever it is um you know the antibody reaction i don't want to Put you in yeah. septic shock. I don't want to tell him that now. I I sent him uh, an article before he got the vaccine, I believe, saying please don't take this. Here are some here's some information. But the um, the ability to travel was more important to him than realizing the danger of an experimental vaccine. And, you know, I was telling him, oh, you know, I've just got my passport because uh, I had to change the name on my passport after my divorce. And I finally got it back. Not that I have any intention to travel under the current draconian regulations, but it's more of an identity thing. And he said, well, you you know, you won't be able to travel if you don't get the vaccine. I said, no. And and, you know, that's my choice. I am not going to put my life at risk because I've done the research. I talk about it every week on my radio show. And as as that devolution article was saying, which is, you know, the primary focus of the radio shows is the combination of the election fraud, the mail-in ballots and the COVID scam that have put us where we are today. You know, they were the two critical factors in the election steal, which I think, you know, as we've said before, it was deliberate to expose all this. But um, people are looking at the label vaccine and they're equating it with all the other vaccines. Not that most of them are safe, but they equate it with the polio vaccine and the smallpox vaccine, which just shows that people haven't done the research because this is not a vaccine. It's a gene therapy. It's turning you into a GMO organism. So 
rant over. I do get very passionate about this because it's like, will you do the research? <laughs> My youngest, uh, yeah. even though she knows all the things about it because of me, defiantly went out and got a shot. When, well, one of those jabs. She said, I know I might die, but I don't care. I'm all right with that. Well, a friend of mine, you know, I uh, that was staying here in the park, she's now left, but um, I told her all this, and she ended up getting it. Um, well, the reason Sherry got it is because everybody else was. Yeah, well, she got it because her husband had. And now she's she is suffering like joint pain all the time oh dear she also had covid after she had both shots so well supposedly covid i mean we don't know as john rapaport always says we've never isolated this and you know they had that uh, court case i think in ontario where a guy who was arrested for not wearing a mask challenged the the health head of the health department, whatever it was, to produce evidence that they'd isolated the COVID-19 virus and they couldn't, which meant that his case was thrown out and they undid the mandates that they put in, mask mandates and everything else in the state because there was no grounds for it if they haven't isolated a virus. And if they haven't isolated the original virus, how can they talk about these variants? So the people that are getting, you know, they're now, there are so many statistics saying, despite what the mainstream media says, that the majority of people who are getting COVID and, supposedly COVID and ending up in hospital the vaccinated it's because what they've revealed is that it's the spike protein that is the um, pathogen and that's what the the COVID shot is stimulating the production of in the body so it's stimulating the production of the very um, pathogen that is causing all the sickness. Hello, does that make sense? God, I wish people had a brain. It reminds me of the well, you know, Oz and if only I had a brain, you know. <laughs> uh, well, the, th the thing of it is, is that, you know, if, if you just think about a couple of facts here, okay, first of all, there have been no new crematoriums there have been no new cemeteries 60,000 600,000 people died 600,000 people die every year in a percentage of the population because your population is growing but it's always about 19 percent so you go okay so where are the bodies oh Oh, wait a minute. If a lot of people died that normally don't die, then there would be more insurance companies paying out. No, same, same numbers that they paid out for the last decade. They, it, it, amazing, COVID kills all these people, but it didn't kill anybody that had insurance. Yeah. <clears throat> there is no bodies. Exactly. The bodies that they've got are the ones that they killed when they did the respiratory therapy. 
That's what's the killed them. And you can go. You and every doctor out there that's an alternative doctor that know what knows what they're doing. And even when it was happening, that you remember that young man lost his job. <clears throat> Excuse me, because he came out and he said, "Look at this is what we're we're killing them with this therapy." Mm. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I've still got that tape. I should pull it up. And. You know, that was before they understood what was really happening, which is that they had completely misdiagnosed what was happening in the body. And, you know, again, I'm going to go back to 5G. Because if you take 5G and you attack the cells with it, the cells begin to essentially change their frequency. They, they, they're, they're trying to rotate biocompatible and all of a sudden they're in a field that is causing them to slow down to the point of death and they die rather rapidly when you depending on how much of this you've gotten over your lifetime okay so older people have gotten more of it because they've been alive in this environment longer than the younger people so you got this cell death that's happening very very quickly and there is a one one side of the medical profession believes that viruses are not alive and they're not dead. They are byproducts of cells dying. So the cell dies and all of a sudden you got all this virus in the body. Okay? Well, that virus in the body causes inflammation, attacks the lung system. It gives you all of the symptoms that you would have for what this COVID thing is. You know, so what you've got is a huge cover-up for the dangers of 5G. And I was going along with that. You know, I'm going like, okay, because we kept saying to each other, you know, we'd have these radio shows, Radio 5G, every week for a couple of years now. And, you know, one of the things we'd bring up is, well, how are they going to hide the symptoms? These symptoms will come on very rapidly in some people. And all of a sudden you turned on 5G and you've got all these people dropping dead. Well, then we, we saw what they did in Wuhan. Wuhan, the number third, the one of three cities in in China that was built out in 5G completely, and you go, okay, so it's a cover up. The the pandemic is a cover up for them instituting 5G. But then all of a sudden, I'm listening to this one guy, and he's he's twitting it down, you know, and he's going through the the symptoms and why it's caused by 5G. And I thought, whoa, maybe we got this wrong. Maybe they put the 5G out there. Okay, in order to create a situation where people are getting sick and therefore blame it on a pandemic that then causes everybody to take a shot that puts a, not a nanoparticle in you. I don't know if you saw, um, well, probably not, but um, Radio 5G, Jan. I've got a, a video, it was, on face, it was on Facebook, and it's a Russian hacker. And over in Russia, they have a vaccine called Sputnik. Interesting. And he was this, yeah, yeah. And he was he had heard that um, somebody had broken the code to the server that was picking up all of the transmissions from the microchips that were being put in these vaccinations. So he went to the black web and he was able to get into the server. And he said, "Okay, so I'm going to put in the names of my." friends that I know have taken the vaccination 
and he's and he said every single one of them came up in this database he said for instance and he used some russian name i just changed it to victor because i wasn't going to try to deal with that or alex i don't alex i said alex so alex um here's alex and alex is sleeping right now i can see this because it's got his name his address when he got the shot where he got the shot where he got the second one when he got the second one but the really weird thing about it was was it also had the information regarding the CPU that was in the microchip. What frequency was it at and how much power was it putting out? You know, I mean, it was like extremely detailed. It was all in Russian <clears throat> and, you know, you had there were subtitles to it. But, um, and I said, I can't prove that this is true, but this is how they would do it. And I remember this one woman said that her friend, I think her boyfriend, was going into, I think it was Switzerland, and he's at the border, and he didn't have a pass to go through or whatever, so he is a certificate of vaccination. So he had one dummied up, and he goes to the guard, and the guard didn't ask for the paper. He said, did you get the vaccination? And he said, yes, I did. And he said, what arm? And he didn't have it in either arm. He's lying, but he pointed to one of them. And the guy put this meter on it and said, you did not get a vaccination. Turn around and go home. Wouldn't let them in. So they have meters that they're using in Europe. They're just not using them over here yet. And that's going to be, you know, a telltale sign of, you know, the mark of the beast. You know, what did that, what's that all about? Well, people, when they saw the... What's the thing, Jan, you might remember... In a barcode, the first it's six six six. The first three letters of every barcode. I don't think so. I think from what I understand, and I missed some of that because I had somebody at the door. Um, I don't think so. I saw something that said the first three digits of a barcode can tell you whether it's a GMO, whether it's been sprayed with pesticides or if it's organic but i don't know i haven't really kept up on barcodes since i left the there's there's some, yeah there's something about the original barcodes in 666 yeah. i don't i think it i think it's the first but i might be wrong but i i you know i mean i normally if i've got some memory of something i might not have the details in my head but i I'm pretty, probably ought to just Google it and see if it, of course not, don't Google it for God's sakes, they won't tell you that. <laughs> well, this is, I've just brought up Wired, and it's, uh, oh, no, that, I don't like that, hang on. I can probably do it in Chrome, because I use DuckDuckGo, <laughs> I can look it up on there, but uh, let me see. Uh, for, uh, Derek, you know, he's got this electronic microscope, huge one, big one, you know, it gets down right into the molecules, and he um, ordered some of the graphene. Yeah, I saw he'd, he's, um, he'd posted a video live on, on Facebook, because that, you know, that was the thing with the, um, the vac, so-called vaccine that there was graphene oxide in it which is magnetic but the other thing is people have been saying um, that when you have the test which pushes this damn thing right up your nose I mean I that's why I would never have the test um, that can insert a chip or something that can um, you know trace you track you 
The graphene is not magnetic. He's tested it. It's not magnetic. It responds to electricity. And not only that, but he, you know, he's a bit of a woo-woo guy, and he puts out a lot of biological energy. Mm-hmm. And he had the thing in the under the scope, and it started flashing. Mm. He he was doing he was doing things with his hands, and his hands are where the energy comes out of him. Um, you know, when he's really throwing energy, and he gets excited, he put a, he was doing that, and all of a sudden on the television they saw the the graphene flashing. And I said, well, were, what was flashing? And he says, I don't know. He said, he, I said, well, were they di- were they exploding? Were they disappearing? And he said, they were so tiny and all together clumped together, you couldn't tell. You know what exactly had happened? There's just a flash, and um, so in that he's going to do a lot more with um, seeing what things will. Because there's some freaky uh, videos out there about putting an electric uh, charge into a graphene, you know, pile of graphene, and seeing it move all around. It's really yeah, creepy. and also I mean we've had this is you know several months ago now people saying that when they that where they've been jabbed that they were magnetic um there was something as well that creeped me out as well i think it was something that was shared on um facebook messenger i don't know if i can find it but showing this micro robot that was um, controlled through magnetism. I mean, oh, it, it was like, oh, we, you know, we can use this micro robot to clear out your arteries and all the rest of it. And my response was, oh, that, oh, don't like the sound of that at all. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's some really weird stuff being put out there. Well, you know, I I talk really bad about the medical system. Mm. But the the degree of woo-woo stuff that medicine can do right now, i got to tell you this, because this was just like, you you got to have a deep appreciation for human beings to be able to do things that you go like, that's kind of insane. My brother had a, a brain aneurysm, so, you know, part of his artery in the brain just blew up and started bleeding into the brain. Well, what they did was they took a needle and put it in his under his armpit or something I don't know you know in that area and went all the way up through his brain to where this thing was and then it had on the tip of it something that they called glue and I said how could it be glue it would have dried up and and and, and Mike uh, Jimmy was funny he said he said yeah I asked him the same question he said it was tar like and so they put this tar like plug in there and stopped the bleeding Goo? <laughs> I mean that black goo? Huh? Black tar. Yeah, but is it? Well, I don't know if it was black. He said it was like a tar thing, you know. Tar is black. I know, but so but is the, the, the goo, that... isn't it? How does yeah, he yeah, know? It's goo. It's it's goo. Tar? Did he sniff it? <laughs> no, that's what the doctor told mm-hmm. him, you know. But I mean, I was just like he said that to me, and I kind of took it in. You know, and didn't really think about it until later on when, like, when I was falling asleep and went, that's insane. I, you know, I can't find my way from here to an address I'd, I've never been to before. 
how the hell can you navigate the arteries up into the brain to find the one place that it's needs to be patched that's crazy and i mean this is just one example of some of the stuff that they do it's pretty it's pretty awesome what human beings can do medicine wise i mean even in i mean personally i don't think you ever have to get to that point you know because you can do it with energy but still it's kind of barbaric i think but very interesting that they can do it i think of so. bones every time uh, the, I hear something absolutely insane in in medical field. When when Bones uh, was going the TV yeah, show Star Trek. Okay. When he was going with oh Star Trek to rescue uh, Chekhov in the hospital, and they were going to do brain surgery on Chekhov, and they did some things, and he kept saying. Oh, what was it he'd say? How can... Are these cavemen or... How can they be so barbaric? Yeah. Yeah. Just there was a woman... This was the return home, wasn't it, when they went to get the whales? Yeah. And um, there was a woman who was supposed to have a... Either dialysis or a kidney transplant or something like that. And he just zapped her and she generated a new kidney <laughs> and the thing is supposedly we have this technology it's just been suppressed yeah. it's like what um you know jay's gilliland said in that email that we have all the cures and didn't trump say that as well yeah. we've got the cures but of course it's just like how the pharmaceutical industry got started, which was, wasn't it from, was it the Rockefellers that started creating these uh, petroleum-based um, drugs? To, oh, and yeah. there's been a campaign against anything natural because it's all about the money. Follow the money. As I said, they can't make money out of healthy people. And they can't make money out of healing people. They want them to come back. It's just like, you know, the drug pushers. You've got to get people addicted and then they'll keep coming back. And people have been indoctrinated into thinking that the only uh, resource for them when they're sick is the medical so-called profession. And we're seeing now this dichotomy where we've got the doctors who are ethical speaking out and saying, this goes against my Hippocratic oath of do no harm versus those that are towing the line on, well, we'll, we'll put them on a ventilator and we won't uh, prescribe ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Well, you know, won't prescribe that either. Isn't it? It's just more exposure. It's doing a wonderful job for those people that are able to see it. Doing a wonderful job. I, I, you know, I sometimes think, oh, you know, I really ought to have medical insurance. Um, but then, because I didn't have it when I had my fall and I broke my arm and sh made a mess of my shoulder. And I've dealt with that. But, you know, medical insurance will just give me access to a lot of pharmaceutical poisons that I would never take in the first place. So why would I pay a premium every month for the privilege of having access to something that I would not inject or 
you know, imbibe into my body. No. And I manifest health. And I object. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm on a rant here. I object to this thing that says, oh, well, you know, the, the booster ought to be for, for those who are 65 and over who are in the at-risk group. I don't consider myself at risk. I don't consider myself vulnerable. My immune system is perfect. I've never had the flu. I don't get sick. If I do, it lasts a couple of days and I do my usual protocol of manifesting health, a few hot toddies and maybe a, um, uh, oh gosh, what what is it? White willow, which is the natural form of aspirin. And that's it. I'm, I'm better within a couple of days. Don't insult me by saying that because I'm 66 this year that I'm at risk. No, I am not. I'm only at risk if I believe I'm at risk. And that's the problem. People get they're indoctrinated into thinking that as they age or as the years add up, they're automatically at risk for this, that, and the other. They're on a toxic um, mishmash of pharmaceutical drugs that are actually responsible for any ill health that they have. And as I say to people, I haven't seen a doctor for anything other than, you know, when I had that accident since 2009. I'm not on any pharmaceutical drugs. I don't need to take any drugs because I don't believe it when I was 55 well I had just turned 55 like the <clears throat> day before no it was I think it was my birthday the place where I was working the office manager was leaving I was going to replace her and she was going to try to get some insurance and um so I start talking to this insurance guy, and he starts talking about the fact that you should get insurance for long-term care. He said, if you do it now, he said, you'll have it when you need it when you're older. He said, but if you get it when you need it, he said, you won't be able to afford it. And he said, um, and I can change the date from today t to yesterday, and you'll get the before 55 uh, amount. Okay, now this is for uh, 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 an insurance that if something happened to me, somebody could come to the house. They, they, it's not for the medical thing itself. It's for the care, you know, that you can actually have a nurse full time in your house. Something that's unaffordable for most people. But because I had done this so early, and I'm paying like $66. I've been doing it since I was 55, so 20 years, you know. But the thing of it is, is that it's for $100,000 per event. So if I broke my leg and used up the 100000 and then I broke the other leg, I'd still get another 100000 And it's just this amazing plan. So the reason I'm telling you this is that there are certain plans that give you a certain amount of feeling okay about yourself because I didn't want to, you know, burden anybody with, you know, I can go home from the hospital, but I can't. There's nobody there to help me. Like my brother had to have a friend of his come over, mm -hmm. you know. So there, there are aspects to the concept of insurance, and insurance is they're betting you're going to have a that you're not going to have a problem, and you're betting you are. 
So even though I have medical insurance because of the Social Security and Medicare, they basically make you do it. Um, it, it it's like, yeah, I got it, but it's just there. It's not, I don't think of it as being something that I need because I wouldn't go to a doctor unless I was, first off, I'd call Derek. <laughs> I told Sandy, if you ever feel, find me unconscious, call Derek before you call the ambulance. <laughs> You know, I'd much rather work in energy. It's like I've got the uh, address to get ivermectin and, and, you know, hydrochloroquine and stuff. And I said, I don't need any of the chemical. I can, we've got the, we already got the frequencies. And I, I would much rather put my money into, a, you know, the concept of the Rife machine that we covered over the last few shows regarding the uh, spooky com if you're interested in it um, those kind of devices that work with energy and there's so many examples of healing cancers and everything every other disease that you can imagine through energy but all those things if they can heal they can also kill and so the deep state tries to keep this from us this is why we don't have cancer cures because if there was cancer cures first off you damage the pharmaceutical company but even before that it, it was state secrets because you didn't want anybody knowing how powerful energies were so the fact that energy is a known healer has been known for decades and decades but they keep keeping it from us which to me is crimes against humanity you know you fools you won't let you won't heal us but you'll kill us and that's okay I mean, there's, you know, it's not, it's not a difficult jump to go from, you know, what we're seeing to a concept of good and evil. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to write the, uh, the sequel to the 9/11 Crusade because I love these characters. I'd like to see them go on, and I'd like to know what their story is. So all of a sudden, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm really getting a download about this. So I start writing it, and at the end of the book, you've got. Um, three main characters two which are twins there's there's sid and there's jimmy and then there's nelly uh, sid's wife and they they're together on this estate that jimmy owns and jimmy's outside as the sun is coming up doing yoga poses and you know stuff like this and you know to make a long story short at the end of that chapter nelly comes out and she he says something to her, and she says, what, what have you, found God? And he said, before this story is over, you will find God. And that's why I want to call that book Biblical Reality. Mm. Because, you know, in, in the end of everything, it comes down to this concept of we are in a spiritual we battle. Are. You know, we are at war with, with an unknown, you know, invisible enemy who takes the forms of not only the Chinese Communist Party, but the Democratic Party and the rhinos in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the Senate and the House. You know, these people are not... Oh, I mean, way, over, beyond that, good example. way beyond that. The controls of them. You know, you know it's, it's the Bill just, Gates and the... Um, the Epsteins and all those, it goes way higher. I mean, it is satanic. I mean, you know, I, I've referenced that um, uh, that forum with the hidden hand talking about the, 
you know, this is about people making a choice between good and evil. It is. It's making a choice between good and evil, between light and dark. And that's what we're going through. Between sane and yeah. insane. <clears throat> I mean, you know, you know, it's like I can very much... Um, I, I could tell I could I could spend you know probably hours explaining to you what the concept is of the you know helping your brother man and the evils of corporations and all of the stuff that we used to tout when we were hippies back in the 60s it's it was it was a you know very much integral into a lot of what you thought was the Democratic Party but they have usurped all of that and made it into something that it never was and turned it back over you know to, to, to teaching kids the same not even the same because I mean we, we we were proud Americans you know this this taking away this proud of being American proud of being white I mean what black people can be proud of being black but we can't be proud of being white my white ancestry has done a lot for this world, mm. but so happens in blacks. I mean, it's just like ridiculous that you, 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 I, I've never, never really understood this racial thing because, to be honest, I grew up in a white neighborhood where everybody was white. We didn't have any black people. And then when I went out into the world and I met black people, I liked them. But I had never had any prejudice built up because there was no nothing to, to throw stones at. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, my parents, my mother and my stepfather, because I never really knew my real father. He left when I was 70, never to be seen again from my perspective. Um, my stepfather was very bigoted. He'd, he'd um, served in the Second World War in Burma. And he had a real prejudice against anybody, black or coloured. I mean, it was primarily coloured. The UK was, um, you know, very much uh, colonised by Indians and Pakistanis. You know, they were brought in in the 60s because we needed the people to do the jobs that the um, English wouldn't do, etc., etc. And I... And I guess I wasn't, it wasn't quite so blatant from my mother, but I never had that um, prejudice. I, I kind of rebelled against it, not as much as I should have done, possibly, because, you know, I dated a guy who was um, Pakistani. I almost dated a guy who was for, uh, an Ugandan Asian who escaped when Idi Amin was in power and you know I've always said it's about it's about character it's not about color it's about character but again you know we can go back that far and still see the brainwashing and the indoctrination to create division and I never bought into that Absolutely. It's a very strange world. Mm. Because those of us that don't have the prejudice really don't know what, why, why do you, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't feel it. 
I don't understand it. They're just people. Everybody's just people. We're the same, you know, need the, we need the same way. We bleed the same way. You know, it's just people. What And, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, you, you're fighting with the people in Connecticut from Massachusetts because you're not part of their tribe. It's this tribal thing. And I just wish that people could understand the connection of humanity and get away from this concept of tribal th tribal things. But that's not to say that I want a one-world government with no nationalities because the cultures, that's what makes it so special. Well, exactly. And the same people who denigrate certain races are also the ones that worship the people in control that have created this. Like, you know, the people that in England would... Um, you know, be race, racist against the Indians and the Pakistanis would also be worshipping the royal family. And it's like, I don't, I'm not going to be prejudiced against anybody of any colour who is not a psychopath or a narcissist or whatever the character is. But I'm also not going to worship the flipping royal family, thank you very much. Um, you know, one of the things my ex used to say is we all put our trousers on one leg at a time. Um, it's yeah. just generated division. And, you know, it's also the fact that when we come back to energy. <laughs> oh, there's a lovely young dear just walking past my rig oh and the whole family's coming past what a way to end the I show know. we got two I minutes i was going to just finish by saying the people who have this prejudice a low vibrational frequency just like uh james gilliland was saying in Isetti, they're low vibrational and we that don't have that pro that prejudice are high vibrational because we're more towards the unconditional love. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. And I do have righteous anger at times about things, but we don't, we, we judge people by their actions, not by what they look like. Yep. It's the only way to go. So you want to say good night to everybody? Good night, and thank you for letting me rant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, ranting is good, you know, because why not? Absolutely, and you'd love <laughs> to be looking. There's two youngsters out here, actually. So sweet. Oh. <laughs> take your phone out and take a I picture. I will, I will. But I've got dogs dog snot on the window so it won't come out very well. Oh, 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 I'll oh, see if I can oh, sneak oh. round and, and get a picture of them. But there's a family that live that have come down because it's got colder here who have been coming down into the park and uh, I have oh, to boy. watch that. Dolly, Dolly, you want to say goodnight? Jan's not going to stop Good Goodnight everybody and I have to go right away Nancy uh, and Jan. Okay. We'll see you next time, and uh, thanks, everybody, for being here with us. We appreciate it, and, um, well, like I say, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks for a great time. Say what? Say what radio show?
with no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>